My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Good morning, video games. Welcome to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games hosted by three very kind and extremely knowledgeable boys. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasselo, and with me, as always... Ben Vanell here. Tommy, I've been thinking lately that Good Morning Video Games should be our like morning show. Our morning okay. TV show. We yep. sit around. We've got you and me are sort of like the male-female hosts, the classic mm-hmm. pairing. And then, of course, off to the side, we've got our wacky weatherman. <laughs> yeah, I'm the weatherman. Whether or not I join in with this bit, I ain't gonna. <laughs> I think I get more of a cash cow kind of vibe from Adam Knox. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. If you don't know in America, that's not to say that I am the thing that makes the show money. It's to say that I'm wearing a big suit. <laughs> Dressed up like a cow And I'm calling uh, yeah. people at home And if they say I, I wake up with the cash cow yep, Then they get $10,000 Did I ever tell you about um, When I saw the cash cow call a woman Whose husband did, that it had just died And she started crying on the phone But the guy was wearing a big cash cow costume So he had to like Try to look sad About being the cash About this guy's wife but he was the cash cow Mm -hmm. so he like did the puppet stuff that you do when they're sad Uh, where you like go and like cartoonishly move the head down he didn't go as far as a boo-hoo okay (laughs) you saying that i ever tell you about when i saw this it would be devastating if the flip on that story was you you reveal that the way you saw it was i was next to mum and she answered the phone He said, I told you never to call this number. <laughs> I like the way that you phrased it as like you saw it as if it wasn't on national TV. That's yeah, what I, I mean. Caught it. Yeah. I caught the cash cow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was walking down the street and I saw this guy dressed as a cow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was the like one time I was at my parents' house. This was a few years ago and I was like staying there for, uh, uh, and in the morning they were watching They Wake Up With Today. Oh, yeah. yeah. As right. is the famous phrase that you need to tell the cash cow. It's the mm-hmm. only English phrase that he understands. <laughs> right. And you need to impress him with that or else he'll trample you. <laughs> you either get money or the cash cow comes and kicks you in the head. We could do a stunt like that. We get listeners to give us their phone numbers and then if we call you... Uh, you win $100, but you have to answer the phone by saying good morning video games. So basically, oh. but here's the twist. We never yeah. actually call anyone. So we just have all these people <laughs> who are fucking up their lives. Like every unknown number, they're picking up going, good morning video games. <laughs> and it's like yes. the tax office or like, yeah. you know. <laughs> I'm all in favor of that. Let's do it. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, we got to delete this bit out of the pod because now the prank is just dead in the water. Well, We've... then we can't do it because I'm not putting that amount of editing into this episode. <laughs> okay. Well, just, that's a shame, just everyone. Just do one extremely long beep. One, like, 30 seconds. <laughs> <just beep. laughs> wow, that's some end bomb they dropped. <laughs> Oh God. That bastard went for ages. <laughs> they went on a real run there. <laughs> How do they? Those morning shows that like expect people because they were always calling people in the nineties, back in the landline days, back before caller ID even. Yeah. Yep. And expecting them to pick up the phone and answer with like, "Yeah, I wake up with today" or whatever. Mm. It's very but audacious. It's a very audacious much, contest. Uh, how much on TV? Did they get people picking up the phone going, fuck kind of hour you think this is to be calling me? <laughs> yeah. Well, a- but you've entered, right? Didn't you? You had to like put your number down. That's so true. Mm. I guess the, the assumption would be if you're watching, to, you know, if it's like, what, 10 past seven in the morning, if the phone rings, it's like how many people could it be? If you've Well, entered it's either going to be the cash cow or like the cops saying, hey, there was <laughs> yeah. a crash. Yeah. Your husband's dead. Like, or you like, only yes. get either bad news or the cash cow exactly. calling you that early Exactly. In the Don't bother coming in today. We've had to do some redundancies. Like, no one else yeah. is calling before you go to work. Yeah. And that's then you've the, told. That's <laughs> the, the stories I want to said to your kidnapped <laughs> wife is oh, I wake up with today. <laughs> <laughs> cash cow going to give me milk. Yeah, that's the stories I want to hear is the number of like legitimate organisations that have had the phone answered and I wake up with today, blasted mm. at them down the other end of the line. Yeah. Someone um, put that together. The secret sound is a plug going into the wall. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> I missed the secret sound. Uh, yeah. Hi, hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Good morning, video games. Riffing it up for another week. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um... I we it, it I I'm gonna go back on our decision to start with riffing. We started with we <laughs> promised riffing, mm-hmm. and now I'm gonna go back on that decision and do something else instead. And yeah. later on, I'm gonna flip flop in the other direction. But what if I've already bought the riffing? What happens to me? Oh Can man, I... I didn't even think about that when I suggested <laughs> that we change the plan. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> which is like that sounds stupid, but it must have been what happened. When there was news, uh, in, but here in the news, uh, rainy skies out today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also, Sony decided all of a sudden that Horizon, they like put up the Horizon um, Forbidden West pre-orders, I guess, on mm. online. Maybe yep. that was the thing that changed. But it already had physical pre-orders possible for a while, I believe. Yeah, but, I mean, retailers don't give a fuck, right? Like something will yeah. have... Mm. Something will have like a like you can pre-order like Metroid Prime Four at JB Hi-Fi. It's yeah. just got a vague like yeah, when it's out you'll get it. Yeah, you were able to pre-order Duke Nukem Forever. I remember when Duke mm. Nukem Forever came out in like 2011. There were people who went and got it with pre-orders they'd made on the like 98 version that was meant to come out. <laughs> right. In the US at least. <laughs> yeah. And so people had pre-ordered for Horizon Forbidden West on the PS4, and the expected thing that Sony had said would happen is that the PS4 version of Horizon Forbidden West would get a free upgrade to the PS5 version like a lot of their games have had already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they went back on that and were like, nah, actually, you'll get that if it's the digital deluxe version, but the regular mm. version can't do it. And it like got rid of it and then made it confusing and so that the regular version couldn't even upgrade to the PS5 right. version, I believe, unless you bought this... 
extra collector edition a little, whatever pack. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's getting a bit murky for them now where, like, when the PS5 first came out, it was easy enough to just go like, oh, this game came out a year ago. Here's a free patch for it. But now that they've mm-hmm. started doing these, like, you know, you have to pay, like, 10 bucks to upgrade the Death Stranding and yeah. you have to pay, like... 40 bucks to upgrade the Ghost of Tsushima, even though it does have extra content included in that. The the waters have gotten a bit murkier in terms of it just being a straight patch across. And so. there's been some that have been weird along the way as well, but <laughs> for whatever reason, it took people going, what the fuck? You said something different earlier for Sony to now lay down a blanket policy, which is this one... They will upgrade the PS4 version of PS5 for free. The difference being that the PS4 versions are still cheaper. That's right. that's why this matters. Right. Is that right? At least in Australia, it's like a, a significant difference of like twenty five bucks or something, but often between a PS four version of a game and a PS five version. Mm-hmm. So it, it makes sense why people would be like, "Well, you've inflated the price of this technically from what you said it was going to be." But so they don't want you to own a PS five. Uh, end of sentence. They've not <laughs> yeah. made enough of them. They don't want you to be able to get one. They don't yeah. want you to own a PS5, buy the cheaper PS4 version, and then just immediately install the free patch. Yes, thereby which is what I'm having going gotten it for to do. cheaper. <laughs> it makes sense. Why wouldn't you? But it's also the reason I'm going to do that is because that's what Sony said would happen. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Early, earlier on. So, and they- the issue is the issue is as you say, Tommy. Like, no one has a PS5. So I think the people, the vast majority of PlayStation gamers are like, yeah. are just looking at this as a like, well, I have a PS4 and I want to play this game. I want to buy it. I want to play it. But in the far future, I do want to have a PS5. I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna pay Sony 800 bucks or whatever to have a PS5. So give me the fucking free upgrade down the track. Like it's more Should of a we? hypothetical for a lot of yeah. people. So the fact that it wasn't going to be there was the problem. So they've honoured mm. the thing that they said of like that will upgrade and then laid down all of the Sony games from here on out at least will have a $10 right. PS4 to PS5 upgrade option patch. Right. Thing. right. I mean, surely there'd be a way of like, you know, you can't just do that. You can't just buy the PS4 version on the PS5 and then upgrade it for free. Mm. Like surely there'd be a way of like, if it, you know, if the system can tell that you've had it on the PS4 and you've played the majority of it on the PS4 and then you've upgraded, you know, a little mm. while later to the PS5, you can get it for free. Surely there's a way of it logging uh. that it's not just like a day one. If if that is what they're worried about, if if that right. is the thing that they truly is I the issue to them. Uh, two things that would prevent that are like. It's so much worse than Microsoft's thing, just visually, like in terms of yeah, yeah, uh, how in terms it comes of the across. PR, yeah, 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 because yeah, Microsoft's yeah. thing has always been that smart delivery thing where they're like, we know what console you've got, and we'll give you that version, pretty much, unless it's Call of Duty, but fucking fuck off, mm. yeah. And then the other thing is that the the PS5's implementation of how it does different versions of the same game on the PS5 is so messy. Yes. It seems so yes. cobbled together and shitty. From It's slightly better now since they did like an update patch, a system update that seemed to fix some of that and make it a little simpler and make it 
I assumed yeah. that you wanted the PS5 version of the game if it was right. available, which I is, still the couple of times I've like upgraded the from the PS4 version, I've had to check so many times to make sure. Yeah, and even still, like playing through Ghost of Tsushima, I'm still not. <laughs> even though it looks fantastic, I'm there's still a small part of me where I'm not a hundred percent convinced that I'm accidentally playing like yeah a PS3 version. I've gone yeah back. yeah <laughs> I I. It happened for me with Yakuza Like a Dragon, and it was yeah. in the versions are indistinguishable. Like, honest, like, genuinely, there's I can't tell the difference. Probably it's frame rate, probably it runs better. But I also couldn't tell which version I had launched, and I was like, where the fuck is my save file? Like, what's going Because the save file does not go from PS4 to PS5. That's so been I, bad. I had yeah. to install the PS4 version, but of course, initially, the default to download from the PSN. Was the PS5 like, and it was just? I'm waiting to download a 90 gig game that I have to download again. It was so. There's no indication except for like one drop down menu. It was and yeah. It's not, there's yeah. It's not happening as much now. Like Ghost of Tsushima was able to go. Okay, we found your PS4 save, and we're gonna take that over and make it a PS5 version. Right. But there were games where you had to install the PS4 version. Upload that save to the cloud or whatever, or to like not to the PSN like. PlayStation Plus, whatever. This is where your saves are. No, thing. no, it's separate. Separate I think to Final the cloud. Fantasy seven. Final yes. Fantasy seven. I think maybe Spider Man. You had yeah. to do it, and I'm pretty right. sure Crash Bandicoot too, because I went to. They upgraded that, and I went to play that, and it was like, yeah. even though I've put all my saves up in the cloud, it was like, no, we can't find it, and it was like, I'm not plugging Assassin's in my Creed. PS4 again and doing that mm. stuff yeah. all over again. Yeah, you right. had to like go through this other processing server thing. From the PS4 version and then install the PS5. Like, just a mess. Just an absolute mess. I guess is because the cloud saves. Just not acceptable in this modern (laughs) landscape of of, of, of technology. (laughs) That's because PS Plus cloud saves are a PS Plus thing, right? So it's like, well, if you don't have PS Plus, there has to be Mm. a way for you to do it. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. I mean that that should be able to exist, you know, in tandem with the cloud. Yeah. Like yeah, if you're paying yeah. for the cloud and then you still can't use it for certain things. That's yeah. A, did I tell you when I was trying to get my save for Final Fantasy VII, I could not get it to work, so I called up the Sony helpline. No, <laughs> no, no, you did not tell us that. I, I didn't call- know. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I just could not get it to work, so I called them up, and the guy picked up and said, "I wake up with today." So I'm like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Already you're offside. He's You're supposed to say good morning number. video games, cunt. <laughs> uh, that seems very reckless to give, like, uh, <laughs> how does he know the call's going to come through to him? Give him your phone number. <laughs> yeah. Just at work, putting in, like, a 1-800-PS5 <laughs> number. Yeah, give him, the, give him my extension, all right? P- patch him through. Yeah. Call me on 1-800-PlayStation. I want to win that $100. Yeah, I want Cash Cow to call me. My number is 131114. It's, uh, you might hear them say Lifeline as you're waiting. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Now, you need to say that you are genuinely thinking about doing it because that's yeah. my department and then that's yep. going to mean that I get patched through. They yeah. will know you mean $10,000. They will know you mean giving that cash, cold hard cash, straight to you. Yeah. They will know that you mean that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's all it's all still uh, yeah. It's pretty it's pretty messy. What did they say to you? No, I, that was a fake story. I just wanted to lead you down the garden path. Yeah, it was very oh. convincing. Oh. I actually <laughs> felt you. bad when you guys when you guys 
bought it so sincerely and was so excited to hear this story. Well, because that also would have been a funny a thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you teased a funny story, but instead we got a funny joke. I so. didn't think it'd be that believable. I really I thought. I was excited. You're yeah, a good actor, sorry. Tommy. You should I'll be crazy call them this to week. believe that when someone had a technical problem, they may call technical support. <laughs> yeah. You're right, Tommy. We fell for it hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, this is one of those annoying pranks where it's like just the boyfriend pushing their girlfriend into a lake. It's like, yeah. where's the, yeah, yeah, where's the yeah. joke there? You just I filled my girlfriend's us. car up with rubber balls and it's yeah. like, oh, I guess I didn't defend my car well enough from rubber right. balls. Got uh, me. Stupid me for dating a fuckhead. <laughs> is, there even a, is there even a hotline anymore that you can call? I'd be yeah. surprised if there's if there's actually a phone number that you can get through to someone. I think them. there is. It's mainly for repairs and stuff. Like okay. I think I called them at some point to get something repaired. Or I had to call them because like my credit card was attached to my PS3, which I didn't own anymore. So it was like a PS. It was an account thing. I right. had to call them up, and I, I'm sure they, from memory, they just told me to go through an online form. But I think there was still a phone number. <laughs> Hey, go That's, fuck yourself, yeah. huh? <laughs> yeah. Call back when you're the cash cow. <laughs> I think my PlayStation's broken. I can't get past this boss. <laughs> Just treating it like <laughs> the Nintendo helpline. Yeah, yeah. It's I don't know. It's doing this weird thing where it's just like it keeps beating me. This yeah, my, this doesn't my, seem right. My dick is stuck in the DVD drive. Um, <laughs> only just. Yeah, the DVD drive is too big, and so it's <laughs> rattling I around in stuck. there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's fucking that. What else have we got on the docker? <laughs> the king of moving it along. <laughs> <laughs> the most professional judge. All right, case uh, closed. Do the, the ringmaster they call him. <laughs> Today we're All really right, like everyone, when we're in the zone, we're, we're right in it. But then there's nothing else. There's no transitions. Like where the bits themselves are great, but the moving between the links are just like yeah. We got nothing. Uh, well, I don't. Did any of you ever play Alan Wake? I'm gonna guess the answer is no. Nah, no, it looked but cool, but I, yeah. I don't reckon I, I ever, yeah, I ever got it. Because we all like right? control, right? Mm. Loved it. I think it was my game well, of the year. If you want to go back to the origins of control, mm. then you will get the chance with Alan Wake Remastered, which has been announced. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was like some Alan Wake Easter eggs in control, and it was sort of referenced in a surprising way in that game. And now they're doing a, a, a remaster of it, which may suggest a sequel or something showing up at some point. Mm-hmm. No date yet. Um, but it was announced in like this open letter thing from Sam Lake, who's one of the top people at uh, at um, Thingo. Yeah, Remedy. Remedy. Yeah, the face of Max Payne. Why right. is it's all? It's very confusing to me. Well, not confusing. It's suspicious to me that the one of their main developers on Alan Wake is named Sam Lake. Their they- names rhyme. That is suspicious. <laughs> it's suspicious. <laughs> Don't you think that there's something going on there? This goes all the way to the top. Shigeru Miyamoto, <laughs> Super Mario, SMSM. Huh? Whoa. Is that a coincidence? Or oh, are we okay. exploring in the woods as a child here? We're it's called the a PlayStation and you play games on it. Explain yeah. that one to me. pretty weird that you called it the PlayStation 3 when there were two other PlayStations already. <laughs> <laughs> What's the connection? <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, this is the guy who, like, his face was Max Payne more because they were a small studio, so they just used one of them to do the facial mapping thing. Yeah, but, right. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I think they have a bit of that, like, oh, yeah, we'll kind of put ourselves in the game a little bit type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah. He writes about, well, he says the story and character were personal in many ways. Alan Wake, being a writer himself, gave me an opportunity to use what I do and love as a writer as an element in the story. Alan Wake also contained the mystery of forests and lakes, which are precious to me as a Finn. And instead of a focused one-note horror fair, it was this strange, even wasteful mix of horror, humor, and supernatural mystery. I also love it because it turned out to be a very hard game to make, blah, 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 blah. But he loves this game. They're Mm -hmm. remastering it. Uh, they, I believe, are coming to the end of working on that single-player game of that Chinese shooter that I oh, forget yeah. the name oh, yep. of. Cross yeah, yeah, yeah. something? Cross something. Yeah. Cross fire. I reckon it that, could be crossfire, yeah. That would mm. make sense. That's a good guess. Cash cow. <laughs> um, so the remaster, cool. yeah, Alan wake up with today, uh, coming down the pipe. <laughs> Pretty exciting stuff. <laughs> it was a success. It was like a a, a cult uh, enjoyed game that wasn't particularly. It did medium, you know, but it came out in I think 2012 and around that time when um, 2010 apparently, like 2010, sure. But around that time when Twin Peaks was having a bit of a cultural revival, mm-hmm. people were sort of into that aesthetic again for whatever reason, and then they made the reboot of that series or the follow up of that series and. So, yeah, it had that sort of vibe to it is my understanding. I also never played it. Um, so it's, this could be a cool thing. It's it's literally, like, uh, presented episodically. Like, not in terms yeah. of the release, but it's it's presented like a sort of um, schlocky horror thriller TV yeah. series. Um, it's similar yeah. in the way that Max Payne was doing a noir graphic novel thing. This yep. was doing a Twin Peaksy thing. Yeah, it looks great. Um I remember the mechanic being like light is damaging to enemies or something, but um, I think so. I'm keen to play it. I yeah, like like we we said, we we all liked control and um, yeah, this yeah. looks cool. Control was fucking great, but I, I I thought that was like a step above what they'd done. I loved the first Max Payne mm. and the second one, and then the third one was made by Rockstar. Skipped yeah. Alan Wake for whatever reason. Control's amazing. So yeah, I definitely will will end up playing this. Mm. I remember it had a Duracell sponsorship. <laughs> Because okay. you, you you, your ammo would be batteries for the, <laughs> yeah, for the torch, flashlight. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, right. Okay. So you saw a lot of Duracell plastered all over the place. So I wonder if they're going to double dip on uh, being able to get a little bit of, little bit of cash off the top from them. Mm. Speaking mm. of something, something off the top, I can't get a haircut in Melbourne at the moment. <laughs> and you know who else lives in Melbourne? Oh, the developers. <laughs> Actually, wait. No, never mind. The I've developers of the else. Forgotten City, which I'll talk about. <laughs> yeah. This. You the know Undertaker lives in Melbourne. <laughs> you, know, you know who else comes up, uh, comes off the top rope? Yep. <laughs> I assume. I've never, I don't think I've ever watched wrestling. The Undertaker. Yeah. When you said a little something off the top, I genuinely thought you were going into our ad for this week. This could, that that's shows oh. you, <laughs> that, that segue could have been for fucking anything. That's yeah. the perfect segue. Yeah, <laughs> well. the, the best. The, the perfect segue is the one you can apply to anything, like little something off the top, or all right, fucking that's that. Then what's next? <laughs> what's next on the docket? Hey, like, at least that one's not vague. Well, I guess it's all, it's either not vague or totally vague. Um, so yeah, what else no. is going on? <laughs> so what else is in the news? Should have been 
<laughs> just what the segue was. Yeah, The Undertaker's back with Netflix, and uh, they're so they announced they were getting more into games yep. recently. Yep, yep, and never in to- our wildest dreams could we have imagined <laughs> that to it completely would be. prove that on the fifth of October. <laughs> Uh, they will be re- Netflix will be uh, releasing an interactive WWE horror movie, <laughs> uh, which is ladies like ladies. If you just orgasmed, it's understandable. That's the <laughs> sexiest phrase that's ever been said in the the English language. <laughs> Wrestling team the New Day will uh, try to escape the Undertaker, retired wrestler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably because his um, knees are fucked. Escape this hobbling old man. Yeah, his whole body. He's he's like this is very weird because he is retired mm. and uh, this see like whatever. I mean, people love wrestling. I like wrestling. I get that it is a big popular soap opera and it's a lot of fun. But uh, this seems like possibly the worst thing that I'll ever begrudgingly watch. Yeah, mm. I, I love doing this podcast, but I'm I'm mad at it because it means I'm going to have to engage with this fucking Undertaker interactive yeah. bullshit Netflix. Like, just when you guys sent me the article <laughs> yeah. yesterday, I was just, like, walking around the supermarket and it just, like, all the, like, Bandersnatch just came flooding back into my memories. Yeah. And it just... It just made me. It made you me had mad. like a hurt locker moment. The, yeah, I hated it so. I I completely the had blocked your ears. it out. <laughs> Too oh. many choices of cereal, and you went, "Oh fuck, choices! Oh no!" <laughs> How can I focus on buying cereal when I experience the trauma of Bandersnatch? Uh, my friend was telling me recently they bought a new TV to be able to watch that. That's how they realized their TV was like so out of date because it couldn't handle the uh. the, the making choices thing on the. On that yeah, Netflix, yeah. on the Bandersnatch, and then they got it and <laughs> just like unboxed it, and like that was the first thing they did on it, and they were like, "Wow, for this, <laughs> can I well, get a refund?" <laughs> there's going to be some poor couple out there who has that with this WWE thing because mm. I'm I'm reading a, a, a description of it from Engadget, and mm-hmm. I like this: Escape the Undertaker is an interactive horror movie that's coming to Netflix on October 5th, just in time for Halloween. Yep. Pretty far in advance, if yeah, anything. Yeah, they've only got a couple of weeks' grace. Uh, apparently Netflix and WWE have like been working together for a while, so I don't know if this counts as part of their new games thing. Mm. But it oh, is right. a, a game in the way that their interactive stuff is a game, and so yeah, this uh, the 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 trio is the heroes. Yep, and it's an extreme haunted house packed to the brim with supernatural <laughs> challenges. <laughs> I mean, There's a phone yeah. in the center of a dark room and it rings and you have to pick it up and go, oh. I wake up with today. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this at least is like it, it being a standalone thing. Like that's part of what was so annoying about Bandersnatch is overall, I, I don't mind Black Mirror, even even the episodes that are kind of bad. It's like, mm. you know, I like the anthology thing. I like that it's basically a Twilight zone kind of thing. There are mm. some good ones. There are some frustratingly bad ones. But overall, I was, you know... So seeing like more episodes of that, I was kind of into, and then mm. it's this like really lame kind of choose your own adventure thing that I just found so unsatisfying. Part of what was annoying about it was the fact that it was linked to a series that I actually did like. But this just being a complete separate thing that you're not bringing any attachment mm. to of like, oh cool, a new episode of this or whatever. Maybe it could be all right, as and like making it a haunted house Halloween yeah. kind of thing is something you do, you know, around that time is. 
is kind of a good idea, I guess, rather it, than it just being it, in isolation. Yeah, I think structurally, like, making it a interactive Friday the 13th where The Undertaker is Jason, like, that's mm. not crazy. Like, I'm not a wrestling fan, so wrestling, like, just is hilarious to me. So, as, like, a, a silly yeah. sort of um, trashy kind of horror experience, it sounds like it could be kind of fun, but it is strange that it's, like, they did Bandersnatch, which thematically made perfect sense and tied into Black Mirror, which was a huge property. It just seems like an odd next thing off the bill. And yeah, well, I don't so know if it's literally like Netflix gaming, but every article I've read about it like ties it very closely to Bandersnatch as just apparently, one of these things. Right. A- apparently it isn't the next thing. They did another episode of Kimmy Schmidt that was interactive. They did a oh, Carmen ah. San Diego thing that was interactive. What? They did what? Uh, a-, a mindfulness experience from Headspace that was interactive. I'd never heard of any of those, but yeah. No, neither. They- they all wow. happened as well. You're a big Kimmy Schmidt fan too. I, that's, yeah. yeah. That episode came out last year and I had no idea. <laughs> right. Wow. Yeah. It's almost as though I was trying not to follow the news too much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you think that's making the news? <laughs> <laughs> Front page. <laughs> the news that I follow. Uh, like, yeah. I'm not reading the fucking Guardian. Like, 750 I, new cases in Victoria today. But first, you've got to check this out on Netflix. They've and dropped also a new I am Kimmy reading Schmidt. The yeah. <laughs> You're ready to go? We we right to go? Okay. Uh, brand new episode of Kimmy Schmidt today. Um, <laughs> we'll get Jerome to speak about that a little more later. <laughs> what he thought of it. He's not a fan, but he was a big 30 Rock fan, so he's watched uh, the whole series. Mm. Um yeah, WWE is fun. Wrestling is funny. Right. And it always has the lowest production value of anything so expensive. Like, it looks like porn. Mm. You know, mm. the way it's yep. filmed, it just looks like shit. Yep. But expensive shit. So, I think this will be probably kind of funny. Like, wrestling is self-aware where it knows that it's stupid. Mm. Hmm. But so apparently this isn't the next thing, so it isn't that newsworthy. So um, delete all of the last few minutes from your mind. Yeah, just do isn't, the bleep again. Yeah. Isn't it funny to think that uh, wrestling is the format where a lot of people found out about uh, the death of Osama bin Laden? Yes. <laughs> I was thinking about that this week. <laughs> it was John yeah, Cena, right? to say it? It was John I think Cena, it was John I think, Cena. Yeah. Then he saluted like the WrestleMania sign. <laughs> yeah. 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 As a using using the wrestling as a as a distribution platform is yeah. fucking awesome. <laughs> now watch this suplex. Um <laughs> Speaking of uh, wrestling, I've been wrestling with the fact that uh, my body's got a bit too much untamed hair for my liking. Mm. Okay. So I literally decided to do something about it last week and I've got less of it now using uh, the very effective products that we were sent by our sponsor, Manscaped. Yes, Manscaped, the superhero sponsor. Um, And let me tell you, boys... You might not know it, being in the Southern Hemisphere, but autumn is in the air. Not here. I'm going to continue. Lies in advertising. You can get sued for this. (laughs) The pumpkins (laughs) are in the patch. Not a phrase I've heard before, but it's a little bit evocative. Um, And our friends at Manscaped are here to make sure you don't carve your pants (laughs) pumpkins when you're grooming. I love Manscaped. One week they'll send us copy that's like, Core, 
blimey. It's it's bloody it's bloody. I've got yeah. a kangaroo in me bloody trousers. <laughs> and then the next ball week it's like, balls. <laughs> yeah. And then the next week it's like, yeehaw! Independence Day is right yeah. around the corner. I think the last ad was like, g'day, blokes. It's Father's Day down under, <laughs> which is not the same in America. Yeah, it's totally yeah, specific now. With where they think we're from. Yeah, pip, pip boys. If there's an inch in your pants, which means underwear here, then please. <laughs> Trim your ball sack using yeah. Manscaped. Make sure you're keeping things fresh this fall with the leaders in male grooming and their brand new fourth generation performance package. Yeah, we don't say fall either, but yeah. uh, I've Can't fallen. Wait for them to send us South African copy next week. <laughs> it's uh, spring still. <laughs> yeah, spring buck. Spring um, buck. Uh, boys, get ready for a. Cuffing season like no other. What does that mean? Cuffing? Cuffing cuffing season is like it's uh getting getting together with someone uh in advance in in preparation for winter coming up. So oh, it's like, you know, like you can have a long up. cold winter, it's like, you know, oh. not not conducive to going out and meeting someone, so now it's like, you know, the summer's ended, it's cooling down. If you want to have a partner over the colder months for, you know, watching movies and playing Scrabble and stuff. You got to get down to it in cuffing season. Wow, I've I've never heard that before. Thanks for the translation or the explanation, Tommy. Um, you learn something new every ad. Uh, <laughs> are you ready to take the leap into fall with Manscaped? Join the two million men worldwide using Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for twenty percent off and free shipping with the code Filthy. You get the bloody performance package. It's the, a beautiful that, trip. That's just an Australianism too. It's just called the performance package. Just because yeah. we're doing an American one this week, it stood out. Yep. It is not called the bloody performance package. <laughs> you will be completely safe. <laughs> this isn't it the is Halloween simply... raid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Shave your ahead. balls down to the skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the performance package, that's the, the trimmer thingy. Um, I think the performance package is the tree, tr- the the trimmer, and the the nose and hair, ear hair trimmer, right? Mm. And you get like the sort of those um, the little deodorant and the 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 briefs as well and stuff. Anyway, go to manscape.com and have a look. Um, but if you use code filthy, you get twenty percent off and free shipping, which is a great deal for something that mm-hmm. uh, we genuinely endorse. They're yeah. good products. They're yeah. great products, and they provide We'd- great copy. They do. It's always fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what else is fun? Video games? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Specifically, yes. uh, a game that I chewed down to uh, the nub really? last night. And I Ew. am tired because I went to sleep at 5 a.m. Um, the Forgotten City. Yeah. So this is a originally was a Skyrim mod. Is that right? Yeah, so a version of it was. So they, right. it, it, it is a small team called... It's modern Storyteller? Like modern, yes, Modern Storytelling. Uh, storyteller. Yes. They're from Melbourne. Yeah. Uh, it's three main people and then they, you know, collaborated with some others for making this game. And yes, they, or at least one of them, originally made a mod for Skyrim that was this story about getting sucked into a time portal and there's a mystery to solve there before you can go back home. Yeah, right. It looks Pretty like Nick, Nick Pierce was the lead developer and the writer. Mm-hmm. From Melbourne. And this came out yeah. in July or, and I'd never heard of it. 
I think so, I'd, I'd heard it mentioned, but I knew nothing about it. Yeah, which is yeah, surprising. I mean, it's in mm. Melbourne, so I'd heard it. Me- you know, every time for people not in Melbourne, at the moment it's impossible to you know walk down the street without hearing people talking about this game. It's the local pride. It's <laughs> yeah. like you you walk past the butcher, he's like leaning out. He's like, "You played this Forgotten City." So I'd heard of it just in that sense, right? Sure. Right. But I hadn't seen it on the Steam store yet. Well, Every I'd, day they're they're updating uh, a website with a list of COVID exposure sites and also um, <laughs> the Forgotten City reviews. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Yeah, the numbers. The they they release the numbers for the COVID cases and then the yeah. numbers for the reviews. Yeah. Uh, also, a description of uh, I get Melbourne and a few other places around Australia having. COVID restrictions still, when the rest of the world seems to have very much gotten bored of that. Uh, yeah. And who can... Bl- but anyway... When it comes to the vaccines rollout. Yeah, it comes to the Prime Minister uh, distributing vaccines. We are the forgotten city. The mm. Prime Minister going on a little time holiday. Yeah. <laughs> not telling anybody. Yeah. It's not a race. Um, it's not a race. It's not other a race. Other than the fact that there is now a clear finish line, which we're going to quite slowly... <laughs> Yeah, yep. I built race, in. Though. You can press shift to sprint, but it's not a race. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a racing game. It is uh, basically an adventure game. But yeah, you can still feel those kind of Skyrim roots. But this is completely removed from that. Um, instead of because that was you know about kind of Skyrim world, right? Uh, Tamriel. But now it's uh, have been given, I think, an upgrade to being this really interesting story about uh, like an ancient Roman city that you. So you wake up, oh. Riverbank. Uh, amnesia and someone's like hey I just saved your life you nearly died I don't know what happened but your friend went in this like temple thing and you should probably go get him you go in some mysterious shit starts happening and you drop down this big long plunge into a old uh, obviously old because it's Roman ancient Roman city that is in this enormous kind of cave Oh, this is and, grabbing me already. Uh-huh. <laughs> this sounds like a JRPG already. The amnesia. It's destroyed. Yeah. It's old. It's ruined. And there's golden statues everywhere in horrified poses. Oh. Like, they've, like they're afraid of something. Sure. And you kind of wander through and you're like, what the fuck is going on? And you see some more mysterious shit. And then you go through this time portal uh, that you don't know is a time portal at first, but you meet... This ancient Roman guy is like, hey, what are you doing in that temple? Get out of here. And you start meeting these 20-something people who live in this forgotten city uh, who are all ancient people. From You, you figure out a, you know sort of time you're in and you're back in time and you've been summoned there to solve a mystery, basically. There's a thing there. I don't want to spoil... I'm not going to spoil much of this game because the whole thing is finding out bits and pieces and what's going on and it does mm. it really, really well. But just to give you kind of the hook... There uh, is a thing called the golden rule here where anyone who sins, if one person sins, everybody Porno's dies. been written about them. Oh, okay. Huh? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's like the setup is it's like classic, you know, your dad's favorite Star Trek episode. Yeah. Where it's yeah, got yeah, this yeah. really good idea of like, let's see how morality plays out in this heightened thing. And so you're walking around trying to find out who's the one who's likely to have done it because the person who summoned you was like, someone's going to do it today. Yeah, right. I know that, right. so I've created this time loop. I've brought you here to fix this because I needed you from the future for some fucking reason. And you're slowly unraveling these mysteries of like who uh, has what relationship with who else 
It's cut. It's got a time loop, not in the way of like a Majora's Mask. You mm. know, people have a routine, but a time loop more in a way of like you can reset the chessboard, right? If that makes sense. Right. So you can have things happen, but it's not really time focused like um, uh, Twelve Minutes was. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a, a little more easygoing than that, but it basically feels like a sort of ten hour long game of the absolute best like side quest that was ever put in any Bethesda game. Right, 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 right. Uh, it's this really fun, well-written, unraveling mystery that gets layer and layer added to it in a really satisfying way because you're just walking around this city figuring things out for yourself, mm. hearing little rumors from people, having other people tell you, well, I'm not going to do that until you do this for me, blah, blah, blah. The sort of thing you can... Imagine with a game like this, but you're pretty much pay- playing ancient Roman detective, mm. right? Uh, with um, some really cool twists and turns, and um, like it's surprises that are so so fun and so gripping. If you like this type of thing, like it's pretty much an adventure game. This isn't a shooter or whatever, right? Really, but um, it is from a first person perspective. But if you like uh, a, a talky adventure game this is f- like really really doing that well it sounds, sounds like cool. a, a classic adventure game mixed with like the rise of the obra din where it's like really yeah. about like cross-referencing stuff that you've, you've noticed um yeah. piecing things together yourself but with like more of a story and and more yeah more, less Paradise Killer sort of thing mm-hmm. as well, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, no, I didn't get around to playing that, but from what the description sounded like. But yeah, with just this really great writing and fleshed out characters, you've got this, these like 20-something residents who live there and over the course of it, you end up figuring out your way around the city and figuring out who these people are uh, piece by piece in a really satisfying way. They're well written. They're very well acted. I loved... Mm. All of the voice acting in it, uh, it was great because, like, visually, it's, you know, it's not amazing. It's like an Unreal Engine sort of thing with, like, right. kind of, uh, it, it looks very bethesda where, like, when you're in conversation with someone, they'll go center screen and stiff face and not animate that well and all that right. sort of stuff. But yeah. yep. it doesn't detract from it, really, because, like, the, the writing is 99% great. And then there's, like, this 1% of... It's small and it's a personal thing, but there are some jokes in there because you're from the modern day. There are a couple jokes it throws in from the modern day that I wasn't into personal taste wise. Mm-hmm. There's like, because they're talking about that golden rule, for example, and they're like, oh man, I don't feel comfortable having my safety relying on the common sense of others. And you have the option to be like, yeah, man, I lived through a pandemic. I get it. Oh boy, uh, and it's stuff like that where, I, like, I didn't need those bits peppered in. It kind of takes away from it for me. But yeah, and the, you know, there's there's a bit I think where like someone's giving you some advice on one of the puzzles, and they're like, "Yeah, you just put it in that hole," and your character says, "That's what she said." Um, it's, I believe it's not is quite as bad. <laughs> one of the lines. <laughs> okay, okay. It's not reaching the point of of someone yelling "Hark!" and you go, "I wake up with cash cow today." Hello. Yeah, okay. This, well, it only bar. happened a couple of times, but it's just that I was enjoying it so much. So I was like, Mwah. "It's such yeah, a minor, minor thing. I don't want to dwell yeah. on it." But like, because yeah. most of the writing is uh, really fantastic. The other thing that is so hard for time loop things mm. is that managing 
how much a character should remember you and how quick, you know what I mean? That stuff yeah. sometimes doesn't happen supernaturally. Right. Well, very naturally, I should say, <laughs> um, instead of a completely different word. But so, like, remember how that would happen in 12 minutes a bit? Like, your character would yeah. sort of not seem to acknowledge how many loops they've been that through. It's been, yeah, yeah. Some yeah. of the other characters, for the sake of speeding it up a little bit, I think, will kind of act as though something has happened that didn't happen in that loop necessarily. Right. Sometimes because you've gotten up to this other point. So it's that would be very, very complicated and hard to do. And yeah. it's only noticeable a few times. Because you don't want it to be incredibly repetitive. So you have to introduce things like that. Yeah. yeah, and like it does some clever ways of getting you to being able to uh, like not have to do every facet of every loop each time or whatever. Mm. But I really found it like gripping. I There's four different endings and I went through and got every single one. Ooh. And like just basically first sitting because um, I found the whole thing to be so engaging uh, it, it really, if you've ever liked one of the more thinky side quests in a Bethesda game, this is the absolute best one of them that there's ever been. Wow. Fuck yeah. But with this cool Roman hook that mm. is, that feels interesting. It's just a place you don't often get to go. Yeah. And, and interact with people. It's, you know, talking about Jupiter and whatever. So, mm. yeah. Um, I really enjoyed it. A great adventure game if you're looking for that sort of a thing. Wow. Sweet. Yeah, what's what's going on at the moment with uh, the amount of time loop stuff there is? Like we were talking recently yeah. about the cyberpunk aesthetic is is kind of nearly starting mm-hmm. to grate a bit. And like not to say that it's grating yet, but the time loop thing all of a sudden has just, yeah, in the next yeah. little while there's so many. It's funny to think about like, you know, two years ago when these things were like really heavily being worked on. Just all these people at once going... Wow, 2019's so good. I wish I could just relive this. Imagine just being able to relive this again and again and again. And then it's like dropping at a time where it's like, get me out of this year as (laughs) fucking quickly as possible. Feels like every day as a new time when game comes out. Mm. You said that, I think, when we reviewed 12 Uh minutes. Uh (laughs) That's why I said it again. It's a great... You shouldn't be able to remember that I said it again. <laughs> We're in the new loop. This I, is a new loop. I, um, it makes sense for games, right? The, a time loop mechanic yeah. is like, if you're a developer who's been working in the industry for years, like being like, oh, time loops, time loops. Oh, that reframes everything that we make in this game. It, it allows for different things. It's restrictive in certain ways that allow for creativity. Mm. Like, it makes sense that it's a trend... It's yeah, just well, weird I mean, that it is now. Yeah, it's, there's an it, argument the, to be made that uh, nearly every game is a time loop game, right? Because right. you die and then you just reset as if nothing sure. happened. So, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. And like the the fact that it's a small team and so they only had to build a relatively small map for you to yep. be in and that stays right. interesting because you're doing different stuff in it. Yeah, there were a couple of bugs from time to time as well. I guess I should mention like people talking to you through a wall Mm. type of stuff nothing major nothing that broke it and uh you know it uh, at least i don't think anything that broke it but there are a couple of sort of quests you get a lot of sort of side quests to help people and whatever Mm. that i felt like they got just one of them in particular got broken at one point right 
but uh, I don't know if that is truly the case or if I fucked something or whatever. So whatever, I'm not willing to just go like, they fucked me. They didn't make the game well enough and they fucking wasted my time, which is my reaction normally. Um, yeah, it's it's funny. It, the 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 format is like a Metroidvania, but like turned on its side, you know, because it's like you are mm-hmm. unlocking more and more things within the same space. Yeah, but using yeah, different me, methodology. It reminded me of Outer Wilds in that way, where right. like it, it's less so with this because there is some progression you need to make through certain time loops, but that thing of where like Outer Wilds technically, it's all there. You just right. haven't figured it out yet. The first mm. loop, you could go and do the thing that you need to do. Right. But you, the, 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 the actual items that you're accumulating, even though there are sort of some real ones in this, you are accumulating knowledge primarily, mm. which right. is a really fucking satisfying mechanic that like uh, Dark Souls uses. Right. That like competitive games use. The, mm-hmm. the things that the people, the people get most hooked on Use that mechanic where, like, just teaching you, being taught something is fun. Mm. Yeah, and uh, this game taught me how to love again, so I enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, burning fucking through it in like basically one ten-hour honk. Yeah, wow. wow. Which I haven't done in a very long time. Mm. So mm. really, really recommend it if it uh, sounds like your sort of thing. Nice. Well, what if you, you were what you a. Been if you were a Wii owner in uh, 2011, you may have felt this week like you're in a time loop because Sonic Colors Ultimate has been released on, I think, pretty much everything. Uh, it is oh, a I should th- Forgotten City is on ev- everything basically as well. I think right. There's a Switch version coming that isn't out yet, but sorry, I should have mentioned that. Right. Uh, yeah, a remaster of um, a uh, Sonic game from about 10 years ago. It's... Mm. I've always heard it talked about as the one good 3D Sonic game. Um, And as I've discovered in playing it this week, that is not saying a great deal. (laughs) I I went in really wanting to like this, um, thinking, cool, yeah, the reviews back in the day were really good. The reviews of the remaster are really good. They haven't... Mm. um, they haven't remade it or anything. It's just basically an upscaling of all the visuals and it and it runs at a better frame rate and everything, which is what you want for a game where you're going very, very fast for, you know, the majority of it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I think it just speaks to how um, just abused people are by the Sonic team's output that this ranks as the best example of a 3D Sonic game because it's... Yeah, right. It's... It's okay, but it's also, it's, I don't know, it's sort of shitty. It doesn't really feel good to, and even calling it a 3D Sonic game, it's it's 3D in the way that like the old Crash Bandicoot is 3D, where a lot of the time right. you're just kind of going up. Right. A lot of it is side on. So it, re- it mm. may as well be a 2D game in which play, in which case I'd recommend just playing Sonic Mania, which I thought was yeah. great. Like it's. Yep. It, it kind of feels okay to play in bits when it's just kind of letting you go and letting you run really fast, but you, you just kind of get to the end of the levels without much of really feeling like you've completed a challenge or done much of anything. And what it is missing is that sort of 90s kind of charm that the Sonic games had, which I know a lot of people, the criticism that they level at the, the original Sonics on the on the Mega Drive is that you're you're just kind of pushing right and you're just running and that there's not really 
a great deal to do in them. Uh, I, I don't feel that way about them, but I can certainly mm. understand that people that do feel that way about them. But what they did have is like a cool aesthetic. They have like a, you know, the, I, I really like the visual style of those old games and it's a visual style that Sonic Mania replicated, I, I think, perfectly and kind of built upon. Yep, and this agreed. just kind of has none of that. It doesn't have mm. the sort of charm. It's just, it's it looks kind of off-putting. The classic like noise that Sonic makes when he jumps isn't in there. He makes some kind of like... He makes like a whoosh sound that's mm. just – you've got this like great iconic video Poing. game sound effect and they've just not put mm. it in there. That's what it's meant to be, right? Pa-doing. Yeah, it's that like whoop, that little <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm thinking of the spring, the spring when you jump yeah, on the spring. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You've, you've got this Boop. franchise that has all this kind of cool iconic stuff to it and then they yeah. – you know, there's cutscenes that are terrible. It's got a terrible story <laughs> with terrible acting – and these cutscenes play like every two levels where it's just like this who who cares about the story? Like this just is the most it's the least important part of, of a game like this. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh yeah, it's it's kind of a bummer. I I don't know if it's because the yeah, the remake is getting pretty good reviews and I don't know if that's just from people that have a fondness from it from back in the day that were jazzed that there's a three D Sonic that doesn't completely suck. But it's mm. basically you run through these levels, you unlock these little, um, these things called wisps, which are sort of similar to like Mario getting his different hats and being able to do different abilities. But it's always kind of unclear when you're meant to use them and they don't really add any strategy. They're just kind of there. It's just like mm. you've got this ability, push this button now and you'll get over to that next point. Like there's really no point or creativity to them being there. Um yeah, it's it's a real bummer. If you feel like playing a, a modern Sonic, just play Sonic Mania. I don't. Yeah. yeah, this is this is a real drag. Yeah, the original's got like seventy eight, seventy nine Metacritic, which, when you put in context of the video game industry, is like not really a strong recommendation. Well, and it's ten years ago, and it's a Wii game where yeah, if, yeah. If there was a decent Wii game that came along. I feel like people were like, ho, yeah, yep. yeah. You know what I mean? And definitely yep. Sonic at the time, people had just gone through the Sonic 06 thing and so like yeah, exactly. a decent one coming along was, mm. was again, surprising. Do you want to hear my impression of uh, Sonic just before Yom Kippur? <clears throat> I, I Gotta I go don't. fast! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I wish I got in faster, ironically. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, there's bits where you're like, um, camera's behind you and you're kind of going along like a big open speedway and it feels cool because the, mm. the frame rate's very high. It, it does a good job of, like, making you feel like you're, yeah, you're just going really, really fast, almost like a racing game kind of. Mm. But then it, yeah, the camera, it switches to, like, and it does that thing that Sonic games tend to do where you, you know, you hit a wall and you've got to go back and hit a switch and then you're doing, like, not not puzzle yeah. solving, but just mm. these, these, this stuff that in the other ones I don't really mind. But, like, if it was, if it was more focused on the, behind like the third person perspective and you were kind of like running forward through these like speedways it could mm. be a lot more fun um the Basically the way you doing attack like like mm. um what's that fucking game called where you dodge the blocks that are coming towards you that go to the beat you know what i mean like sonic just picking a lane for sonic to be in oh, right yeah, like sonic wild hearts kind of thing right yeah. right 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 yeah. well yeah, yeah, cuz yeah. the, the 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 satisfaction of the original 2d games was like you're right tommy like there's not a lot of complexity to just pushing forward but it was 
avoiding obstacles, like getting that perfect momentum and essentially speed running each level. And there's a way yeah. to do that with, with 3D games. It just seems like, yeah, they didn't do it here and they didn't get the aesthetics right. They yeah. thought they were trying to be cool and modern, but it's like... The music is yeah. awful, which for a series that... Those original Sonic games, for me personally, I think they have some of the best music that's ever been in video games. Some of the most iconic themes for sure. But And yep. this is just, it's just weak. It's just, mm. I don't know. It's, it's maybe there's like the, the, the actual foundation. If I played a bit more of it, like the actual mechanics, if you just stripped everything out of it is a, is a pretty competent platformer. But for, for kind of what you think of as the good kind of presentation things of a Sonic game, None of that is here, so it just ends up feeling just, yeah, really underwhelming. And, yeah, I, I, I really wanted to like it, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm out. I'm tapped out. I think I did two worlds, and I'm just, yeah, I'm done. It's Fair enough. It's a real drag. That's you a shame. You know what? I reckon it's a defensible, defensible position to say you don't like Sonic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah. reckon you can die on that hill. Play Sonic Mania. That's, all, that's just yeah, what I that was, was thinking really for within one level. I was like... Why aren't I playing this? Because it's it's yeah, it's funny. It's like Sonic Team don't seem to get what people like about those games, and then that being basically a fan made game where it's got it's got all the cool kind of vibey ninety stuff that that is so charming in those original games, and it it just ratchets that up to such an enjoyable extent that yeah, if you're thinking about playing this, play Sonic Mania instead. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I've been playing more Ghost of Tsushima after we mm. talked about it last week. That patch, I went and did a bit of the um, DLC island. Uh, it's cool. The setup's really cool. It's uh, it's it's you know sort of you shipwreck on this island and you have to kind of find your horse when you when you get to the island. The horse comes on a boat with you and gets shipwrecked and lost, and you have right. to go and <laughs> track it down. Um, but yeah, it's it's ne- even though I wasn't too far into the, I, I kind of thought when I started it that you were sort of locked into doing all of it in one uh, go because it sort of says to you like, oh, you're about to start a big thing. Like, are you sure you want to um, progress into this? Um, but you you can dip out and back, which, which right. is kind of funny because it's set on a completely separate island. You get shipwrecked when you get over there. <laughs> yeah. You also, this isn't a spoiler, this happens pretty early on, you get poisoned in, in the, by this character and it kind of, your mind keeps playing tricks on you. So it's very funny that you can just hop back and forth. Like you're also like trying to free these people on this island and the idea that you can just go, actually, fuck you guys for a little bit. I'm just (laughs) going to go back to the mainland and dick around there for a little bit where the poison won't be affecting me. In spite (laughs) of the fact that my boat was destroyed when I got here, I'm somehow now able to (laughs) get my way back and forth whenever I want at the drop of a hat. I definitely He's, think that like that that thing of being able to just literally walk away from missions yeah. partway through in Ghost yeah. of Tsushima. If any game was going to choose to put its gameplay uh, uh, priority over its story, like yeah, go for it because <laughs> you're fine to just leave totally. it on the back burner. Ghost yeah. of Tsushima. But you yeah, be I'm able back to into go. the main game, and uh, I'm now into Act Three, and yeah, it's 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 really I don't know how you found it, Ben, but it's it's. It, it's really ramping up. The, yeah. I think the story becomes a lot more satisfying the further on it gets. And I agree with that too. I'm, I'm in Act 3 now as well and like enjoying the game more than I did last year for sure. Um, and I'm also playing Destiny 2 again for some reason. Oh, yes. But I don't have much to say about that. It's, 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 it's fine. It's, yeah, the ghost... I'm, I'm, I, I kind of was blazing through it a bit so I've sort of gone back and started uh, 
like liberating all the camps in the earlier bits as well. I'm sort of treating it like Breath of the Wild now, just like right, yeah. Find a little camp, make my way there. Do it's like self-contained little level where you you do all the little challenge in there, and then look on the map where the next one is, and kind of ducking my way around there. And I th- yeah, like I we think said last week, it's just clicking. It's all clicking this time around. It's the exact same trajectory I had, but like I had it over the course of you know three weeks or something when it came <laughs> out, where I started clearing every area. You know, like I would yeah. clear an entire, I would unlock the next one and then it'd be like, all right, I'm going back and I'm doing everything. And by the end of it, I pretty much had, um, and yeah, totally flipped my opinion. If anyone still hasn't, if anyone heard the review and never heard the sort of changing of our opinions, I think we all softened on the game. The Quite little like shrines that you find and how they're like the it, it yes it is just a lot of like going to markers on a map but I like the way that it it does some kind of different stuff within that like those shrines that you have to get to the top of a mountain that are essentially like little platforming challenges yes. which is the sort of thing that you don't always get in an open yeah. world game that's just going from marker to marker. Hmm. I definitely think it's like relaxing and satisfying in that way but I still I I don't think it's it matches a lot of the quality of like Sony's first party studios output still like it's a sure. good Assassin's Creed type game uh which is fine and it's very yeah it's fun and it's satisfying still but yeah 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 it's no it's not like Red Dead 2 or anything like that in terms no. of open world games or Breath and of we'll the be seeing uh we'll be seeing more Sony first party stuff we'd have to assume tomorrow I don't know how long we want to talk about this because we'll probably not Sony, that long <laughs> yeah <laughs> turns out a, uh, a Sony Thing. I can't remember what they're calling it. It's not a state of play. It's like some other fucking... I think it's just called a PlayStation Showcase. Right. Yeah. And that will be happening within, what is it, 10 hours of us putting this episode up. So yep. we won't talk about it too much, I guess, because we're planning to just do a video first thing as we wake up. It's like early in the morning in Australia, but we're yeah. going to wake up and record a video uh, so if you want to not look at the news for a few hours and watch it with us, you could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it'll um, be up what within like, f- yeah. We haven't really talked about when we'll do it, but within four or five hours of it, of the I reckon event yeah. happening. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. So, I but I guess that pushes it into like, oh yeah, like the next day if, if you're, you're in the US yeah. or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. Figure it out yourselves. Your lives are your lives, but I we're going to put up a video of us watching it, and yeah, we won't uh, look at the news, so it'll be yeah, like we're going in for us. There's there's Probably. a lot of our listeners who are not as addicted to the video game news cycle as us. That's why they listen to a podcast called Filthy Casuals. I um, feel I feel weird. I'm addicted enough that I feel weird not getting up at five thirty and <laughs> yeah. making myself a little coffee and doing it. But I think I kind of do want to. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I I kind of am tempted <laughs> yeah, to do shit. it. Well, I maybe slide, it'll be yeah. up real soon after. Maybe we'll it see. will. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. Um, uh, yeah, but this is yeah. uh, this is exciting. This is there's been a lot of yeah. The rumor mill is running rampant about what we're going to see. But the the one thing people seem to be able to agree on is that this is this isn't just like they've done these state of plays. Uh, well, sorry, they've done some state of play presentations in the last few months yeah. where they've been very cautious to go, hey, it's di- you know, it's just it's not going to be anything major, and then it ends up being, you know, they announced the Death Stranding director's cut, for example. But the language around this seems to suggest that this is kind of the first big look that we're getting of stuff that is coming out in right. the next year plus, because yep, there hasn't really been anything like that since the one about a year ago where they announced the um, pre-orders and everything. Yeah. And I believe they have said that it won't just be games, but it won't have the VR too. Yeah, right. yeah, I just saw that yep. then. Yep, no so VR. That's but some two things I've seen are no VR, but they did seem to imply somehow, I don't know specifically how, that it wasn't just games. Mm. 
and also that uh, it's pretty heavily rumored to the point of it seeming pretty accurate that uh, there'll be some a, a new infamous games. Yes. Right. Right. Yep. I mean, it would be. It's exciting to think that in 24 hours we could be living in a world where it's not just Nintendo who get crushed under the weight of their own expectations. Yeah. Like Sony, Sony getting into that sphere as well would be very exciting. Medieval is back. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a 40 minute gameplay demo. Um, yeah. But I mean, people have speculated maybe there'll be a new IP. You know, to some other game that we don't well, know about yet. There was. I don't remember where this was from. Mm. So take this with uh, a big a kilo uh, of salt, cliff side of salt. Where <laughs> yeah. do they get oh, salt yeah. from? The ocean or a cliff? Both. Both. Anyway, it's an ocean that's fallen into a, a cliff that's fallen into the ocean of salt. But okay. I remember seeing. I think it was from Sony, from someone at Sony, saying we've got about twenty-five first-party games in development. A little, just under half of them are new IPs. Oh, wow. great. Yeah, that's cool. And that was a while ago now, so I think three or four of them have maybe been announced by now. But so, yes, there are lots of things that they are working on. It, it is a year since their console launched nearly. You would imagine yep. that this will be some new stuff and maybe like a God of War 2 trailer. Yep. Yes. I imagine God of War 2, some more Horizon stuff. Maybe Final Fantasy 16. We didn't see that at the last yeah. thing that we hoped to. Um, I would Grand love to see more seven. Yep. There's a bunch of existing stuff, but yeah, I like the idea that there'll be a couple of uh, new new kids on the block. If I had yeah. to make a, a prediction for a you non... A, and that's why I'm going to. A non-software <laughs> or a non-games thing that they do reveal or talk about that isn't VR, maybe it's some sort of change to PS Plus. I, I just keep thinking, why aren't you leaning into doing your own proper Game Pass thing? You Could know, be. Um, some yeah. kind of, ch- yeah, altering the, the PS Plus. Although Xbox, um, what was it, Ultimate or Games with Gold or whatever, stuck around parallel to, to Game Pass for a while. So It's just, still here. Yeah, something like that. So, some Game Pass mm-hmm. thing. Because um, they Maybe you're gonna, uh, There's no extra PS5s. Like, there's still restrictions or, you know, limits yeah. on, on hardware. I can't imagine it would... They Like, maybe they just go, like, here's two new colours for controllers or something. Yeah, that's but yeah. Maybe, actually, uh, yeah. Maybe Game Boy and Game Boy Color games are coming to the PS Plus. Probably yeah. that, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I reckon. I'm stupid. I shouldn't have suggested Game Pass competitor. Yeah, but, um, it could be. Yeah. I'm excited to see, and maybe we'll maybe we'll be uh, honking that live. Who knows? But uh, it it's complicated and fucking locked down to know yeah. what your brain's going to be capable of. You I know what my brain is capable of. Getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that I was going to be capable of saying a word on today's episode. And yet here I am having said several. <laughs> yeah, here's Probably, me going. I reckon about one. Th- no. Uh, what is it? 125 words per minute is a normal speaking? No rate, idea. Or is it 80? I don't know either. I reckon you've said about. Uh, let's call it a hundred and split the difference between them, and it's sixty minutes, so that'd be six thousand words. But you probably said about a third of them, so two thousand words. I should have wow. just painted two pictures. Get it out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All here's right. me going. What if we wake up at quarter to six tomorrow to watch this thing live when it was a battle for me to make this ten a.m. start time <laughs> yeah. that we had for doing this? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but we will have that video up tomorrow. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah and we'll, also. Yeah. 
bunch of other shit we've got on the YouTube page. Like I've I've been loving our our video stuff lately. Mm. The the Sims mm. series has been really really fun. Um, people got very into our Fortnite stuff. A lot of people yep. said very nice things like, "I didn't expect to like anyone playing Fortnite, but you know, I've loved watching you guys play. It's very fun." So, yeah, Fortnite stuff. The Sims has been great. <laughs> like and then- the like the food critic from Ratatouille yes. coming around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's been really fun, and we'll be obviously putting up more videos next week and every week for the rest of our lives because mm. that's what we do for a living. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Check it all and out, Patreon. guys. Patreon.com slash filthy casuals. Yes, yep. we're going through the uh, the early aughts at the moment. Yeah. We're doing our year in review series, but there's an entire back catalogue of there on there of uh, of episodes for you to check out. You can find all this at filthycasuals.com.au. Guys, thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next time, and as we say here at the end of every episode of Filthy Casuals. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards... Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. I go to sleep with cash cow. Good night. I love you.